0: Welcome to our daily devotions coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. Throughout these summer months with uh, folks on away on vacation and Pastor Lori on sabbatical, there will be days like today when it works best for us to play for you a, a golden oldie from our depository of devotions. So we hope you find this message as timely as when it was first offered and that it becomes for you a way to reflect upon the timelessness of God's Word. So let us now prepare our hearts and minds by listening to some beautiful music. The scripture for today comes from the book of Psalms, Psalm 147, verse one and three. Hear the word of God. Praise the Lord for it is good to sing praises to God. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be unto God. Let us pray. A great God, now come to us uh, through your Holy Spirit and illumine your word and bring forth the living word through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, this we ask and this we claim in the strong and the powerful name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. When uh, my grandfather died in 1960, my grandmother, who was quite an accomplished violinist, she played with the symphony, Uh, she took her precious violin and she put it away and she never played it again. I think there is a relationship between the human heart and music uh, that Um, the human heart is the place from which music flows. Uh, The human heart is the place where praises spring forth. Uh, The human heart is the place where singing hymns and praises to God begins. So if the human heart becomes bruised, broken, or wounded it can affect the way we feel about singing or praising God or even coming to church and worshiping. So, this is a sermon, uh, a devotion for people who might uh, be struggling with something that has wounded their heart. Um, I always think of uh, a man in my home church and growing up, his name was Emerson Vauble. And Emerson Vobble had a huge, uh, ugly, uh, ear-splitting, tinny, you know, chalkboard screeching, chalk on chalkboard screeching voice, um, uh, and he loved to sing, and of course uh, he had volunteered for the choir. Well, uh, Emerson Vobble, you know, I remember in growing up, and uh, the choir sang in the choir balcony behind, in the back of the sanctuary. And Emerson, Vobble, when the choir would sing an anthem, it would be Emerson Vobble's tinny, screechy voice, you know, sort of uh, very quietly accompanied by the choir, and uh, this went on and on and on, and. I think finally the choir had had quite enough thank you, and they decided that they were going to go talk with the pastor. So what they basically said to the pastor was, um, either Emerson Vobble uh, resigns from the choir or your entire choir resigns from the choir. Oh, and by the way, pastor, we want you to go and to tell Emerson Vobble this. So faced with the prospect, you know, of hearing uh, the dulcet tones of only Emerson Vaubel singing from the choir balcony, uh, the pastor decided it was prudent to go speak with Emerson, and he had that conversation and uh, shared with him what the choir had said. And uh, Emerson Vaubel could have owned, it must have been hurt in his heart to hear that, and. Maybe particularly coming from the pastor, and uh, so Emerson resigned from the choir. But you know, Emerson could have, you know, become angry or hurt, and you know, never sung again or gone to another church or whatever. But this he did not do. And what he chose to do instead was he sat in the front pew of that church every Sunday the rest of his life. In the seat closest to where the pastor sat, not that far away, and at the top of his lungs, he screeched out every hymn. So it became, you know, sort of Emerson, Vaubles, dulcet tones, uh, with the congregation sort of quietly singing in the background. But to his credit, you know, he didn't. Shut up," he piped up. If that makes sense. Inherently, as a person, I'm a very shy person. I, uh, you know, people say, "Oh, you're not a shy person. You, you can stand up in front of big groups and preach or whatever." And but no, I am, and uh, I'm sort of introvertish and bookish, and. So for me, particularly when I was younger, I, I when it would come time for the hymns, I would not sing out very loudly. I In point of fact, I mean I, I would sort of, um, you know, sort of eat the sound, and I wouldn't project it at all. But at some point, I think it was when I was in seminary and in my first Field Education Church, um, and I I have to give God the credit with this. Is you know I found my voice and I discovered that I love to sing the hymns and to sing them loudly and um, and it gave me great joy because you know really letting go and praising God uh, does give someone great joy. Uh, in in their life, and and I discovered that, and and it it allowed me to cut loose in other ways too. I remember, uh, I think it was my field ed pastor said, uh, when Stu Broberg delivers the call to worship, you sit up and salute. So my voice was strong, and my singing voice was strong, and my uh, my presence, you might say, in the pulpit was strong, and I I loved that. Um, But here just a few years ago, uh, I had a whole sequence of things that sort of rapidly uh, came about. Uh, I want to go back to uh, Emerson Vaubel for a second. So, uh, you know, my family, um, uh, I was visiting them. Uh, We were in a resort community on the East Coast, not Sarasota, and uh, worshipping. Of course, we went to church every Sunday, worshipping. Um, and um, so I'm, my dad's on one side, mother's on the other side, and um, how can I put it, this was not a a, a great hymn-singing church like uh, the Church of the Palms is. Uh, by the way, I, I love Um, worship at the Church of the Palms. The the choir is wonderful. The bell choirs are wonderful. Uh, When Jonathan plays the pipe organ or the piano, it's exquisite. Genevieve uh, coaxes great music out of everyone. and I I, I love all of that. But this church, this particular church, uh, no one really sang out. Um, uh, But of course, I did, so I'm blaring it out, you know, singing the hymns, um, and, uh, you know, people are kind of doing the, you know, they're looking behind them, you know, who who is, who is this person making all of this uh, joyful noise? Um, and so uh, finally at one point, my dear sweet mother uh, leans over. She sort of pokes me with her elbow, and she says, just too words, Emerson Vauble. <laughs> Thanks, Mother. And, um, and I thought about it, but I thought, no, no. The story of Emerson Vauble isn't about him shutting up. The story of Emerson Vauble is about him piping up and continuing to sing and rejoice and praise God. So that's what I did. So here a few years ago, I, um, there were a whole sequence of things that sort of happened very rapidly in my life. Uh, first of all, my parents, who I dearly love, both of them declined very rapidly. Uh, my father passed away of uh, multiple myeloma. And not that long thereafter, my mother, who had dementia, uh, she passed away. Both of that was very difficult to me. And then, right on the heels of all of that, was um, you know, sort of COVID hit, and of course the church had to shut down. So there was there was really no praising or hymn singing going on, other than you know by uh, over the internet, and um, and even when we got back together again, you didn't sing hymns uh, because you might project your breath on someone else so that was shut down for a while and and then on top of all that i came down with covid and um and fortunately it was not a, a bad dose of it but one of the things that it did was it took away a lot of the strength of my voice and has given me almost a permanently raspy voice and so the combination of all of those things yeah you know, the Woundedness over the death of my parents, the shutdown of the church, the, you know, not being able to sing or even speak like I used to, it all had its effect on me and on my heart. And I discovered when we did get back together again and to sing that I was singing in a much more reserved and much more quiet way, uh, that I wasn't cutting loose, you might say, like I normally did. Well, I retired and I came to Sarasota and I started attending the Church of the Palms. Wonderful, wonderful. And, uh, and I will just say, uh, here in your midst, I rediscovered my voice. Uh, it doesn't have to be a view- beautiful voice. It doesn't have to be a strong voice, but you can cut loose in your hymn singing with, with great joy, in which I did, and I, I, I of course, give God uh, all the glory of, and also credit to the Church of the Palms for being the kind of place where you can do that. And, of course, I realized that I had been focusing on my... Problems and uh, the, my sadness in my own heart, in, instead of focusing on the goodness and the grace and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, um, um, I shall again praise Him uh, in the land of the living. Of course, of course we can. So now, you know, I'll, I'll be in worship and I'm singing and Someone you know kind of turns around or whatever, but people so kindly here. Someone might come over and they say, "You know, Stu, you really ought to be in the choir." <laughs> and someone just a couple of weeks ago said, uh, "Stu, you ought to volunteer for the summer choir." And of course, in my mind, I'm just going, "No, uh, you don't want Emerson Vauble singing in the summer choir, right?" But the beautiful thing is uh, the Lord has given me back my heart and my reason to sing and with great joy. Um, A couple of weeks ago um, there was was an instrumental version of Ferris Lord Jesus which is one of my favorite hymns and you know as you do you sort of are saying the words along with it. And I got to the, to the line, um, Jesus is fairer. Jesus is purer. Who makes the woeful heart to sing? Well, the Lord does. So maybe there's someone uh, listening to this devotional today that for whatever reason, has not come back to church for a while, or when they do, they sit toward the back, and maybe they used to sing, but they don't sing so much anymore, whatever it may be. I just want to encourage you uh, that indeed, you know, uh, praise the Lord, it is good to sing praises to God because he's the one who heals the brokenhearted and he's the one who binds up our wounds and gives us a reason to sing. Let's pray. A great God we thank you that Whatever voice we have, uh, Lord, we can give praise to you. We thank you that you give us joy as we give you praise. And we thank you, Lord, that you are in the process through your spirit, through the blessings of your son and your great love of healing whatever hurt and woundedness may be in our heart and giving us a new song to sing again. Lord, bless us and encourage us and give us reasons to rejoice in the strong and the powerful name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.